0: Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of the Single Season, where we're talking all things dating and relationships. I am so excited to have two of one of my or two of my favorite people in the podcast space. We have Tyshawn and Ryan from Hardly Initiated, and we're going to be having some really tough conversations about single Black women, especially the successful ones, and why dating sometimes seemingly is difficult for them. So I just want to turn my attention to these wonderful gentlemen. Thank you, Ty and Ryan, for being on the show. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourself. So, Ty?
1: Just a tough conversations when we came here. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes, well, Tyshawn Jackson, I am the host of the Harlem Initiative Podcast, co-host, me and Ryan here both, and uh, excited to be here today. Yeah. Ryan?
2: Ryan Ketchings, uh, co-host Harley uh, co-host of Harley Initiated. I'm I'm not sure if I'm excited or what, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm happy to see y'all and I'm happy to get you. Likewise. To it. Right, right. So you guys have a super successful show talking about dating and relationships. You interview dozens of people so far, and I want to share some of the statistics that we find around successful black women and get some insight from you too. Mm. So, number one, black women are more likely to be married, were more likely to be married than white women until 1970. And currently we have 27% of black women being the head of their households versus other races. So let's start about marriage. Marriage in the black community. Based on your experience, based on the interviews that you've done, what are you finding is the hangup about marriage these days? I'll start with you.
1: Oh Man, it seems like as a culture, just in general, we are very fearful when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. We're not as open to marriage as we were a few generations back. It's a lot of hesitation around that, and for a lot of reasons. You know, the fellas are feeling like you're looking at divorce statistics. They're like these women are running away from the marriage. Mm-hmm. Women are filing for marriage, uh, divorce at an extremely high rate, mm-hmm. and the women are like, "That's because we ain't got to put up with your shit no more," mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's this, it's this very combative nature that we have really as a culture and as a relationship and that's just anti-team that's mm-hmm. anti be together for the next 50 years mm-hmm. and that's even why me at 30 years old is not married mm-hmm. just personally because even my whole mindset towards marriage thankfully with the people we've been bringing on have been given a different perspective but even my mindset was whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to be extra careful mm-hmm. because I don't want to get got. I don't want to. I don't want to lose in this bad deal, this arrangement, mm-hmm. which is how marriage is presented mm-hmm. in today's culture. Mm-hmm. So I, I truly do believe. Thankfully, now because of again the guests we've been bringing on, um, because me studying the game and studying successful marriages, I really I, I think now I have a better idea of what the purpose. Of marriage is Mm -hmm. and I think we get into marriage for for love you know we get into marriage because we've always had this goal and this this feeling that we have instead of having a real plan mission and purpose behind what we're doing Mm -hmm. and until we really get a better understanding of those things is we gonna we're gonna stay in this place
0: right understood I'm going early on I'm gonna push back on something that you said because it bothers me (laughs) to my core I've heard all of these statistics around uh, 70% of women are the ones who file for divorce, 80, 85. I hear numbers, people just pulling numbers out their asses. And so I want to give you a scenario. You and I have a business together. Airbnbs, you find them, you fix them up. I decorate them, I get them booked, I keep them clean, right? Let's say you go ahead and you find the Airbnbs, you fix them up, you turn them over to me, now it's my responsibility to do the decoration, to do the bookings, to do the cleanings, and I don't do that. Over and over and over again, you're getting them fixed and I'm not doing my part. You go to a lawyer, you say, you know what? The business with Allison isn't working. I want to dissolve our LLC. The tie-in Allison LLC, I want to dissolve it. Because you're the one who dissolved it, because you're the one who did the paperwork, you're the one who caused the separation? Or isn't it the person who didn't fulfill their side of the bargain? So that statistical conversation always bothers me because that's not logical. Just because the person who does the paperwork... Doesn't mean that's the person who caused the rift that caused that breakup. No, no,
1: that's that's accurate. Do you think that every single time that person files, that it should have been filed and it could not have been worked through?
0: Oh, no. I'm sure that most marriages can be saved. I I am confident that most marriages, unless unless we're talking about something that's on a level of abuse, it can be saved. But just that statistic is always thrown out as, well, women are the problem because we're the ones who file. It's a document. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but with my experience with men, they usually don't do paperwork right? W- wives, moms are the ones who enroll kids in school. They're the ones who make sure that their documentation is filled out for doctors. And that's what I'm talking about healthy fulfilling relationships. Women usually do the paperwork. You leave a man to, to file for divorce, he's gonna be married for the rest of his life. But he'll have other women And and I'm not even talking about cheating. I'm talking about two couples who are legitimately separated. He'll have a new semi-wife. He'll have children. He'll buy a house. It won't be until the new woman demands that he actually files the paperwork. So just the filing of the paperwork thing is my thing. I don't want to go on and on. But just the filing of that paperwork Mm. argument always bothers me.
1: No, I mean, that's fair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to the original point of some of the rhetoric put out that has us in our culture in this place, I agree that every woman that files does not have a damn good reason to file. And I don't—and sh- should she probably be filing? I think it's a lot of people that actually should be getting the hell up out of some of these marriages. Mm-hmm. Or uh,
0: should have never, never been married in the first place. Or should have never
1: been married in the first place. But again, we—man, we just had a—I I don't want to take it in a different place, but we just had an interview uh-huh. yeah. where we had somebody admitting— that they regretted filing.
0: Yes, lots of people lots
1: did, did that, not have done that. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Yes, and,
2: and that's because initiation, like typically, the initiation the point is when the attorney gets involved so it's when you file divorce mm-hmm. so of course it could have been initiated with maybe somebody did something they want to you know that's unforgivable or maybe there were some kind of differences that couldn't be resolved but the thing is when a woman or just a person
3: mm-hmm.
2: goes to now bring an attorney a third you know a third party into the situation the relationship mm-hmm. is just i mean at that point the whole thing is over right. so i think is i guess the rhetoric is around like a level of impulsiveness or emotional actions that's being taken mm. rather than going to a therapist or going to but mom I, dukes who I can mean, help out or
0: the gentlemen generally speaking <laughs> generally and I'm not even yeah. I'm, and I don't have the actual numbers and I'm I'm never that type but statistically I am confident that more women are in therapy than men. So when we talk about, especially in the black community, so when we talk about, well we could have worked it out through therapy, how many of these estranged husbands are actually willing to go seek out therapy, based on your experience, Ryan, you tell me your friends, um, the people you've interviewed, are are men more willing than ever?
2: Well, to be honest with you, the men that I've interviewed, and of course, like these are the top one percenters, right? And because mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna be successful in their marriage, but those guys typically have a this is my only marriage. There's no possibility of divorce. Mm-hmm. Whereas the women, even the women that are in that are married to the same men mm-hmm. that we've interviewed and have you know t- spent time with. They don't have that same mindset, You're right? So it's always an if or but. Mm-hmm. Whereas the men are typically, this is exactly how it's gonna like, work. I'll
1: stay married as long as he don't hit me. Mm-hmm. I'll stay married as long as he don't cheat. I'll stay married, and, and, and that's fair, right? Like those things are, those things are like against. But see, the whole point is, it's the mindset mm-hmm. of having that option. Mm-hmm. They haven't really burnt the ships, mm-hmm. and that's what I've noticed. And I'm not saying that, again, this is the cause and that all the brothers are fulfilling the obligation of marriage. Mm -hmm. I just noticed that just through speaking to many women, there still is always that option to leave, whereas men typically don't necessarily have that option.
2: Because things will happen. People Mm -hmm. will cheat. People will be dishonest. People will be disloyal. People will do all kinds of things. So, you know, I remember when I bought my bike, I asked the guy who sold me the bike. I'm like well, what's the likelihood that I'll fall? He was like, if you buy a bike, you will fall. Yeah. So it's things that are absolutely going to happen, especially yes. when you talk about being married 10, 20, 30-plus years. Mm-hmm. But the women typically always leave this space open that if everything doesn't go how I anticipate it to go, then there is a probability of me getting divorced. Mm-hmm.
0: So my pushback to, with that, <clears throat> would be to that is I think that the women are articulating their non-negotiables. If he, if he cheats, if he beats me, if he does whatever. And the guys are saying, I'll stay married. I don't know if they're, maybe they're just not articulating their non-negotiables, because I'm confident that most guys, if their wife had a baby on them, would leave. Like, I, I don't think that the average guy is sticking around with some, for some really egregious behavior. So maybe the issue is not that men are the ones who are willing to stick it out once they even decide to marry. If they marry, they're sticking it out through and through and the women are leaving that gap. I think the women are just being more forthcoming to say, I will stay under these circumstances. And the men are maybe just not as forthcoming. What do you think, Ty?
1: I think that if I go into business with you,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like the last example we had. Yes, the Airbnb. If you're my business partner, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I want my business partner saying, look, I don't give a damn what happens. We're going to make this business work. Mm -hmm. I don't want my business partner saying, hey, Ty, look, if I get on my last $1,500 of my savings... I'm going to have to lead this business alone and give me a job. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ty, listen, I ain't going to lie. If a better opportunity come on over here, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to put this Airbnb joint aside and I'm going to have to go apartment units. Mm -hmm. I want my business partner to be all in with me and Mm -hmm. to ride with me Mm -hmm. regardless. Because, again, that language, that mindset of Mm -hmm. coming into a lifelong commitment with knowing how you're going to leave is I think very dangerous Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to have Mm non-negotiables and it's one thing to have divorce as an option. Mm -hmm. I think those are different. I think having non-negotiables and standards is fine. Mm -hmm. Having boundaries, right, Mm -hmm. is fine just for your self-care and sanity. Yes. But going into something with having an option to quit and leave, Mm -hmm. knowing that if things get a little bit too rocky, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I think that's dangerous.
0: So I, what I'm learning from the two of you is that the ladies need to shut their mouths. Not that they need, to, <laughs> not that they need to change it, but that hey, baby, I'm, I'm ride with you. And then in the back of my mind is, but if I get down to my last 1,500, I'm out this business. But to you, it's gonna be we, not baby, but it would be because we're in a business tie you and I are going to fight through this, and we're going to make sure this business works until I get to my last $1,500. That's, that's what it sounds see, like.
1: But the thing about it is you got to think about it. When my lady comes to me, you know, y'all ladies are good at this. Mm-hmm. Y'all ladies are come and make up this grand situation that ain't never happened. Mm-hmm. Baby, what if, what if for any reason you couldn't have sex with me anymore? You know, like, would you leave me? Like, would you just leave me for no reason? Uh-huh. You know what they want? At that time, a woman, she wants to feel secure. Mm -hmm. She wants you to grab the back of her head or Mm -hmm. whatever the case is, kiss her and say, baby, I ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. She don't want you to be like, well, I mean, it depends Mm because I got another at least twice a week. Right, right, right. So if you ain't doing this and doing that, so that's, yes. It is some things. I'm not saying that, you know, you should communicate. You should not be honest and transparent in your communication. Mm -hmm. But you got to make sure that you really, again, it's the mindset. Make sure that you're going into a lifelong commitment all in, got is it. all I'm saying. Got it.
0: So, Ryan, question for you. Yeah. Um, you are a single man. Single. And, all right, good. Yeah. So this is right on time. So as a single man, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, what are some of the turnoffs that you're coming across in the dating scene?
2: I think the main thing is like a lack of trust, mm-hmm. you know, in lack of trust that can start whether typically at the beginning of the date, you know, the dating phase or somewhere in the middle, whereas where typically I find that women are not as comfortable with taking instruction or direction when it comes to where we're going and how we're doing it. Um, really? Because yeah. the
0: ladies are complaining that the guys are not being creative enough and not establishing the plan and not executing. And you're saying is.
2: My thing is, if it's the first few days, I mean, how creative creative do we gotta be? Mm-hmm. I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing too much with you anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, if we're going on a walk in the park and some coffee, and I'm telling you what the weather the looks like out outside, what you should wear. Not see the coffee. That's what I see.
1: <laughs> see? come on, come on. We can oh, get coffee's some. Coffee's not a good day.
0: So what I advise my clients is to redirect when a gentleman offers them a coffee date. And that's what I
1: mean. Wow. That's what I mean. And listen. And I advise that if she redirects, she ain't the one. Exactly.
2: <laughs> that's what I, see, that's what I mean mm. by simple direction. Mm. It's like, this is the thing. The reason why I think a woman should be open to going where the guy wants to, because if the guy's taking her on a good date, he's going to take her somewhere where he knows he's going to be respected at,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where he's going to know the pricing. He's not going to take her on somewhere he can't afford. Yep. He's going to know the environment, mm-hmm. right? But you can't afford morning coffee? Not you, but I in got- the
0: example, they can't afford morning coffee? But this Come thing, on. This thing,
2: it's, it's not about what they can't afford. It's more like, why would you want even a man to make an investment that he, does, he doesn't know you? Mm-hmm we got to have conversation what's an
0: investment give me a dollar amount so this is the
2: thing before it's before i take you out on a you know let's say $150 dinner date with mm-hmm. some drinks and some
0: apps mm-hmm. i'm
2: going to have to at least know i'm very interested in you mm-hmm. at least and sometimes that could take one or two days
0: mm-hmm. so this is my thought I understand that. I actually spoke about this before. And if you're a gentleman who's dating more than one woman at a time, which is your right, and I encourage it, then we're talking about rent money by the end of the month when you add up all the dates. Absolutely. My issue is, is that I find that the gentlemen are not investing enough time before the date because a lot of the vetting that you could have done to see if this chick was worth $150 could have been done over the phone. Instead, what I find is that a lot of the gentlemen are rushing the process... And then you want to go straight to the date because you want to see physique or you want to see chemistry or whatever that is before you get to know the person. And then now you want to spend $10 on coffee that I don't even drink because I don't drink coffee. So how about we encourage people to spend more time getting to know each other before they even physically go out? That way, I mean, it's free. We got unlimited cell phone minutes texting why don't we do that instead of saying i'm going to send you a place or send you to a place or advise you go to a place that you don't even drink the contents of what they sell just so i can see if this person's worthy enough to graduate to the 150 date and see
2: that's the thing it's the mindset right i'm not taking you to to coffee so you can enjoy the beverage mm-hmm. i'm taking you to coffee so you can enjoy me mm-hmm. just me not the five-star dinner not the great service at the five-star restaurant, Mm -hmm. not the cocktails, Mm -hmm. but me. The more things that I bring into play, the less of me you actually get. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna actually get to know somebody, I think a coffee shop or a walk is one of the best places. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you don't implement the 20 minute FaceTime or the 15, 20 minute phone call prior. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is if a guy is saying, hey, I want to make sure that not only do you get an opportunity to get to know me and I get to know you, I want to make sure it's an environment where I can make sure you're absolutely safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, that's going to be right up the street at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the thing. I'm not trying to spend three hours with you at the coffee shop. Yeah. Right? Right?
0: We it's also a, a way th- for you to get in and get out if it's un- an inappropriate match. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. if we're having a great time, an exceptional time, then it's going to go to an hour. And if we really, really having a great time, then I'm going to invite you to take you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then that's somewhere else we may spend 50 60 100 bucks to kind of depend on the situation. Mm-hmm. But to begin with, it's like, it's no pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it easy. Mm-hmm. I'm dating multiple women typically. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to over-invest in somebody I just don't know.
0: Absolutely, and I agree with that. My last point on this before I switch it back to Ty is that I'm not against cheap dates. I'm against coffee dates because it literally required no thinking or effort. So I would prefer, i take a gelato date over the coffee. It's because there's at least a little bit more culture behind, a little bit more effort. Let's go down to the park. Let's take a, a walk along the lake. Like, some kind of effort. And I think that's what a lot of the ladies are concerned about. It's not necessarily that the coffee costs $10. I would take a more creative $5 date than just the lack of effort. So that's to me the the real issue with the coffee stuff that makes sense
2: mm-hmm. i mean the coffee is going to include a walk you know a brisk walk it's going to include some good conversation the that coffee kind is
1: of you read the right guy. the coffee's an experience yeah mm-hmm. right that's the thing it's it's a whole it's a whole shabazz. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is i mean that what the, what you risk is i feel like women risk this. they go out with these guys they're doing all of the things, the, the five-star dinner days, and they can't even afford it. Mm-hmm. they doing a five-star dinner day. They can't afford to get a boot off their car. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think it's levels to it. Mm-hmm. So you want to gradually, as you get to know the person, gradually step it up and, and up the ante mm-hmm. as you progress through the dating process.
0: Okay, understood. So, Ty, talk to me about the biggest complaints that the single men are having.
1: I think the expectations that women have are are kind of crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm really hearing. Mm-hmm. It's the expectations, you know, the sixes, six feet, six figures, and whatever the other six is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just really, it's really, it's really tough for a guy that is somebody who is a good guy, who's work. Cause th- that's the thing about being a man. It takes to be great. You got to be very dynamic. Mm-hmm you got to be a great communicator, you got to be getting some money, you got to be a family man, you got to be doing all of these these this great range of things. And when you meet in this brother and you put on like you you in your mind have created who you expect him to be based upon in general things that are not even real or true, what ends up happening is you're not even able to this brother does not exist mm-hmm. essentially. And a lot of times if he does exist, he's probably not going to be interested in you. Mm -hmm. And that's just an unfortunate reality. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is if I don't I I, I hate to tell women to settle because I think settling is more to settling, uh, settling outside of your standards and your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Right. Like those people, somebody disrespecting you and going against like your morals. But I think a lot of times women can find a guy that they can absolutely be aligned with. And where he's going, his vision, you know, morally on the same page, even spiritually on the same page. But for a lot of superficial reasons, they won't pursue that kind of guy.
0: Mm -hmm. So the expectations, I'm seeing them online, right? There's a woman who went viral recently. She refused to go to the Cheesecake Factory on a date. Um, There's a woman who was eating all these oysters or some kind of ridiculous thing like that. (laughs) I've seen that one. But is that reality, right? I, I think sometimes we are inundated with all this messaging from social media and thinking this is how all of the millions of black men and women who are single in America are functioning. Is this reality? So, Ryan, are you hearing your friends talking about unrealistic expectations, like real human beings that you know, not behind a viral video clip?
2: No, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic expectations, women who do a lot of talking, not a lot of listening. Uh, I think that's a big thing, just like literally women literally talking too much. Mm. And just not being open to taking instruction mm-hmm. or direction mm-hmm. and the expectations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really a thing. I, I mean, the thing is the amount of men that I actually know that are interested in seriously dating and wanting a long-term relationship is quite a bit,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: they just not finding women who they deem as qualified. Okay. And what the women are doing is the expectations, right? But it's the evaluation process. Women are looking at what they have earned uh, and expecting men to see the equivalent. Mm-hmm. So for example, You successful, nice car, nice house, six-figure employment, and you expect a man to have a level of reverence and respect for that, which a man is not looking to qualify you based on those things. Mm -hmm. So although you do have these things, the man is looking at, well, what does those things with her, what do those things come with? Mm -hmm. Probably comes with somebody who is overworked. Probably comes with somebody who prioritizes work versus prioritizing themselves. Mm -hmm. Probably comes with somebody who is open to taking instruction from everybody except for the man that they're actually interested in. Mm -hmm. So I I think that a lot of successful guys especially look at those things and they just, at this point, Mm -hmm. are just like, I'm not sure what exactly to do.
0: Mm -hmm. So Ty, you mentioned something about, unfortunately, sometimes the the men that women are interested in right the six six whatever that looks like um they they don't have access to do you think that there's some truth in that for men as well that many times men are chasing after women who are beyond their lane like a a woman with a particular physique a woman who earns x amount of dollars we wouldn't be concerned about what does a six-figure woman or how does a six-figure woman function Don't mess with the six-figure woman. You won't have that concern. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it that we're going beyond our lane? Like, maybe you just trying to mess with a woman who's a nine, and maybe your level is a six, and that's okay.
2: It it depends on what scale you're grading on. Because Mm -hmm. when it comes to beauty standards, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Men gonna date who they can get. Mm -hmm. That's just how men work. So men have no problem with being with a six in terms of a beauty scale. When you say being
0: with a six, sorry, real quick, being with a six meaning sleeping with a six or being with a six meaning rocking with a six? Let me
2: tell you, men, when it comes to beauty standards, Mm -hmm. men will be receptive of what they can attract. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think that. It's not a bunch of men that's chasing after model, model looking, women with model look and physique mm-hmm. they will take a woman that looks quite the opposite of that with mm-hmm. no problem and they will put a ring on that woman's finger mm-hmm. the thing is when the the women are qualifying themselves not on the same scale that men are using that's mm-hmm. the problem because mm-hmm. the women are saying hey i'm a 10 because i got the six figures and i got these things but that's not the scale that men are using mm-hmm. so that's the biggest thing but so
0: give us the scale right
2: So the scale, (laughs) beauty is very important, right? Physical attraction is going to be on, I would imagine every man under 50 years old, physical attraction is probably going to be top three things, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that they're going to be looking at. Also, a level of devotion. Like, men really like women who admire them Mm -hmm. and respect them and will have no problem with affirming them anytime they do something great or Mm -hmm. good or moderate, right? Mm -hmm. So... If a woman is not comfortable with those things and just allowing herself to be led by a man, then a man is not, they're gonna be very low on the scale.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's certain things that men can can know if a woman is gonna be how where she's gonna be at on the scale, even without doing very much speaking to her. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is how a woman talks. Mm-hmm. Woman talks to what we would call aggressively, I think most women would probably say assertively. Mm-hmm. Women talks with a higher higher level of volume. A, a woman who is typically wanting to lead the group, like she wants to walk in front, she wants to direct everybody, typically men are gonna see those things and be less attracted to that woman, regardless mm-hmm. of how, how exactly she looks. So with certain things that I think women can do to position themselves to be more attractive to, to men, and also just understanding that men are grading mm-hmm typically on a completely different scale than how men are being graded. It's just not the same.
0: So the single ladies who are listening to you right now and they are sucking their teeth and they're rolling their eyes, but, but <laughs> it's starting to seep in. You said there are some things that they can do to adjust this to make themselves more attractive on this particular scale. So other yes. than the looks, which we all know what we could do about that, um, you're saying lower your volume. Like what? That's
2: what? I'm saying it's a level of openness. I give you an example. So a lot of the things when we speak to our women, they say, "Hey, I keep running into men that are weak." Mm -hmm. I keep running into men that absolutely adore me. They're the typical nice guys, but I feel like I can run over them. Mm -hmm. And those women, the way they talk to us, the way they address us with their issue, they'll ask a question and then give an answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I already know what your problem is. You don't let anybody speak. Mm -hmm. If you got you bringing me your problem and your answer at the same time to two people who you say you respect, Mm -hmm. two people that you want to their counsel from, yet you won't even give us the opportunity to speak, Mm -hmm. right? So this is how those women are going about their daily lives, right? Mm -hmm. So what I tell them is simple things that they can do. For example, if you in line and you see a man that's handsome, or just a man that you might generally be attracted to, or if you just see a man in general because Mm -hmm. you need some practice with trust. Mm -hmm. Ask that man, turn around and ask that man and say, hey, I've never been here before. What do you think I should get? Mm. Something as simple as that, women have an absolute problem with doing because that's how low their level of trust is mm. for other people. But that's because that's what they've gotten coming up. They've been in these single parent household or absent parent households where the mother or the father is saying, hey, you got to get yours. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to take care of yourself hey, I might not always be here, so you got to do these things. And when a woman or a person in general consistently hears these messages over and over, and then they get cemented once they actually leave college and enter the workforce, Mm -hmm. then a lot of times those women are not even have a level of openness enough to even attract men who are looking for women who would have no problem with level of trust and devotion.
0: That makes sense. I love it. Ty, talk to me about successful women having a hard time in the dating scene, they're following Ryan's advice, they're working on building their trust, they understand that their success, their house, their car, the money, isn't what makes them the most attractive or valuable. How do they address their career? Should they keep it secret? How how does a woman talk about, or does she, her success without it coming across as being overly aggressive or what have you?
1: So, it's interesting. I'm dating a young lady right now who actually has a career. and
0: Who actually has a career? Yeah. who's <laughs> you is? surprised? She, no. Well,
1: I'm, I mean, she might qualify for the woman we're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. That's why I'm, why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I got to double back and check because I feel like I'm so disconnected from it because we literally don't talk about her career. Mm-hmm. And now we don't talk about it as in, like, what she wants from where she's going. I have a good idea with what's going on there but that has nothing to do with our day-to-day conversation. Mm -hmm. When we get on the phone after work, that's not what the conversation's about. That wasn't what the conversation was about even when we initially met. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with that. The problem is sometimes when you meet women that are really um, ambitious and aggressively looking to grow their careers, they can lead with that. It dominates their mind, and it then dominates the conversation. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And when that happens, you have now become that person outside of work. Mm -hmm. That is literally who you are. You are work. Mm -hmm. And a man doesn't want to marry a job. He wants to marry a woman. Mm -hmm. And a woman is going to be able to be someone who has things that she holds dear outside of work. Mm -hmm. And the women that are not able to have those things are not able to even have any level of depth in conversation outside of work. Mm -hmm. And when... You get to that place, I think that's when it's most dangerous. So if a woman is in that place, what she should do is make sure she can actually hold and have a fun conversation with a man that can be light, that can be deep, that can be all the things, mm-hmm. and still have nothing to do with work. So mm-hmm. no, you don't talk about necessarily work with your job. The work thing the
2: is, the same women that say they don't have time to date is that woman.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the same woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Why don't
2: you have time to date?
0: that mm-hmm. Well, some of them are preoccupied with work and some of them are moms and they're overwhelmed.
2: That's the thing. If you can't take care of yourself, you, inc- and you incorporate it. You're the most important business there is. Mm-hmm. If you can't take care of yourself, how can you help take care of me? How can you help take care of the kids? Mm-hmm. You you already have shown this level of imbalance or lack of having rhythm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say the same women that say they don't have time dating, those they're basically saying, I don't have time to take care of myself. mm mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, with that, I mean, how the hell are they going to have time to take care of you?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. So I do understand that it's this level of ambition that people have where they want to be successful. But not even a woman wants a man that's always talking about work. Mm-hmm. Not even a wo- woman wants a man who's consistently putting his work over everything else. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's funny because women are in this This is paradox, right? It's just, just very weird place because at this point they have to really decide to find a man who has all these qualities or really become the man. Mm -hmm. And that's what women are unintentionally doing. Mm -hmm. They're literally becoming men.
0: Mm -hmm. And why do you think that's the case? Because I would imagine that one would not want to change their natural inclination unless there's a deficit, right? So is there any accountability on the side of men in regards to women having to change how they function in the world in order to replicate or attempt to replicate y'all? It,
2: it, it, it is a level of accountability. <laughs> this is the thing. I, I've never been the type to say it's all women's fault, right? Because we all play a role in terms of what's happening with these relationships. Mm-hmm. The thing is, families in general are highly important, right? They strengthen nations. Yes. So you see what's happening in the military; they incentivize marriage. Yes. Right. You see what's happening in China; they are incentivizing marriage because yes. they need more children. Yes. And they need a stronger nation. Mm-hmm. So we trying to bring people together. In America right now, it's so divisive because divisiveness is what makes money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Divisiveness is what fuels social media. Yes. So right now, marriage is not something that's promoted. Or incentivize Mm -hmm. but we just as a group have to look past that yes so I'm not blaming women for the situation that men have also equally contributed to what I'm saying is is men got to do their work and women on the opposite end also have to do their work Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate that we are in this situation but I tell everybody I'm like, I asked some of the women that I work with because they grind grinding, they doing their thing. I'm like, yo, how much money do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how much shit do you want to buy? Mm-hmm. And I asked guys that the, the same thing. It's like somebody asked me, it's like, oh, you don't want to be a billionaire? I'm like, no, I don't want to be a billionaire mm-hmm. because I am not willing to make the sacrifice that a billionaire has to, to make. make. Yes, Because I want to have... A prosperous family, a yes. successful family life, mm-hmm. and I know I'm on the first leg. So maybe the second and the third leg, they can get the Catchings family to a billion, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing I ask women. It's like, yo, you already making 150. Why you want this 250, mm-hmm. right? What else do you want to buy? What else do you want? What are you leaving behind to get? to that next level. That's a good That's point. the thing. It, that's really what it's all about. It's not about a hate for women and how much money they're getting or a hate for ambition because a good, the Proverbs 31 woman, she was an industrious woman. She mm-hmm. was an ambitious woman. Mm-hmm. This was a great woman. Like, we want that. We want the woman that's going to be able to hold the mantle and hold everything down just in case. Just right? in case, yes. But that's not your situation right now. <laughs> your situation is that you're single and that you need a man, but you don't want to put in the work to, cause a lot of the work, let's be honest, is not in finding a man, it's in finding yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put in the work to help yourself out, yeah, right? Yep. So instead, you use work as an escapism, mm-hmm. and then you mad because a man don't value it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I, I, I really just try to, at my, my, my best, to tell women like, yo, look at what you got going on and what you want. Not what these men is wanting, not what your corporation is wanting. And if what you want is a healthy family, mm-hmm. then you got to start putting in the work to do that. And it's not putting in the work nine to five at your job. Right. It's the stuff that's before that and after that.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And we just just to be clear, we acknowledge that men also need to be greater. Mm-hmm. And in, in many ways, that's the whole purpose of the podcast and how it actually came to be. We actually started a podcast to reach men. Me and Ryan were doing very well in our companies that we had. And when it got to a point when it got well and we had this free time, we started actually going into ourselves, which we've never done in our mature areas of our lives. And in this research of studying masculinity and manhood, we saw that as men who were already respected by men could attract women, still, were not where we wanted to be as men. And being that way, we we was like, yo, the, the the reality of the situation is if if we're in this position, we know a lot of other brothers are also in this lacking of leadership like really lacking the importance and understanding of fatherhood and kind of prepping for those next levels. Mm-hmm. So it's damn sure work that has to be done on, on both ends of the spectrum. And it's going to take everybody to hunker down to get through this place that we in culturally as um, men and women.
2: Because yes. we all old and single. I mean, this is the thing, Tysha. Hey, I'm 30. I ain't. I'm 34. We, no, I well, no, ain't no, old no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about like. I'm young and married. Yeah, good. good. As, a, good. Blessings.
1: as a culture. Yes, mm-hmm. as a culture.
2: we all old and single. We had Pastor Jamal Bryan on our show, and he was like, y'all 34 and 30 years old. He was like, where y'all family at? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, y'all just going to sit here and look cool and podcast. But he was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because four years ago, I was depressed. No No hobbies. No real, you know, strong relationships with friends, doing nothing outside of getting money. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's, that's what we're telling people. Do more than just get money. Mm-hmm. And now women, it's crazy. Women are doing the same thing that us men are trying to run away from. Mm-hmm. We're trying to run away from just getting money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're trying yeah. to be more than that. We're trying to be get ourselves to a place where we can be whole men.
0: Got it. In closing, Ty, tell me what's one piece, just one simple piece of advice that you would give to a successful black woman who's single, who no longer wants to be.
1: So we talked about those boundaries that women can have around men, have those boundaries for your self-care and your self-love. So just how you won't let nobody come into your life and run over you in a way that you deem to be disrespectful, don't disrespect yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I say disrespect yourself, disrespect yourself by not intentionally doing something for you, even if that's just taken 10 minutes out your day to meditate if that's just taking 30 minutes out your week to exercise Mm -hmm. if that's just literally going you like horses go horseback riding once a month Mm -hmm. but don't just continuously neglect yourself Mm -hmm. over and over again for all of these other reasons that you have made a priority got it that's it
0: ryan one piece of advice to a successful black woman who's single doesn't want to be anymore
2: you you got to chill on the sex. Really? Mm. Yeah. Too much sex. The thing is, I tell men this too, you gotta step away. You gotta take times for abstinence to get your mind right. The thing about the these single, successful women, they can do whatever they want to. They are can be around successful men and they wanna go out and have a good time and get crazy drunk and have as much, to, I mean, that's the thing. They have the freedom to do whatever they want to without consequence, or that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. But there is heavy consequence when a woman is out leading with her heart or a man is out leading with his tool, mm-hmm. his penis, mm-hmm. right? I know what you meant. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. But my, my, my point is, when you out there distracting yourself with lust, what happens is you lose on ample opportunity to actually do what's best for you and mm-hmm. improve yourself, mm-hmm. your mental and whole health. Mm-hmm. So I think just simply cutting out sex and taking time, whether it's six months of abstinence or a year of abstinence to actually improve yourself can do uh, women and men in general a lot of help.
0: Now, that was supposed to be a wrap-up, but I cannot wrap up on that because I have to ask you. If this is what we're advising women, because that was the what's one piece of advice, are the gentlemen on the dating scene receptive to, quote, born-again virgins, people who are, who are practicing abstinence? Are they open to that?
1: The ones that's not open to it are not for you. Mm-hmm.
0: It
1: makes the filtering process a lot easier.
0: So you're still advising stick to your guns stick to the abstinence or at least reducing the amount of sexual activity because that's going to offer you the clarity that you need to pursue.
2: This thing, if you my age mm-hmm. and you single, whatever you've been doing, it ain't been working. Yep. And if what you've been doing is also included sex, cut it out. All right. If you don't have enough of that. And you need to chill on that and you need to try to figure out what else you can do constructively to get yourself together before you go out there and start making these relations again. And don't
1: use no sex to start going crazy on that rose because y'all can afford. <laughs> listen, they going crazy. Listen, masturbation, it ain't talked about, but they look. That's another. That's the next that's the next up problem when that pops off. Pop All right. Up.
0: Thank you so much for Ty and Ryan for being on the show. Ty, Ryan, where can we find you? How can we listen to your show?
1: Listen, so right now, YouTube is the place to find us. So on YouTube, type in Hardly Initiated, right? Hardly Initiated. Type it in on YouTube and please subscribe every Monday and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. We go live and on Sunday at 5 p.m., we put some of our favorite interviews out. Ashley Allison, your interview is gonna be coming out as well, which we're so excited about. Yes. Thanks. So YouTube, hardly
0: initiated. Thank you, gentlemen. Peace.